Welcome to Millennium Live, a digital diary podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation. My name is Katie Perry, and today I'm joined with Joe DeSantos, who is the Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Click. Thank you so much for being here today, Joe. And before we hop in and start getting into the nitty gritty of the questions, can you just tell us about Click and your role there as Chief Data and Analytics Officer? Sure. So Click is a software company that specializes in data and analytics. Principally, we were born as a way to visualize complex ideas and help people discover data and since have become a complete solution that is related to data pipelines and data availability, cataloging to make the analyst's life a little bit more um, easy, easy to find data. Our whole, our whole mission is to get people to the insights they need faster. Uh, my role is um, I'm I'm the person who makes the delight of click available to our own internal users. So it's my job to make a data literate workforce to drive uh, the data strategy and the internal data usage at click. That includes reporting, data science, and data governance. So as your role of as the chief data analytics officer, what are the top challenges you're facing and other chief data information officers facing as well today? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because you you read about these things that are big technology problems when they're actually really about alignment. You know, if you kind of think about the number one thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you're solving analytical problems against the biggest problems of the enterprise. And so there's a real interesting marriage that comes along with trying to make sure that the people, the business leaders really understand how you're going to how you're going to use data to solve their problems. And I will tell you that, um, you know, when you talk about metadata and ontologies at cocktail parties, people will walk away. We're not the life of the party when we talk about data. When we talk about driving customer uh, demand, driving down attrition, driving down the adoption of our software stack, now all of a sudden that's quite exciting. So what we really start to spend a lot of time doing is to make sure that we're connected. Then the next thing that happens is it's really hard to get your, your hands on the data that you need. You know, so one of the things that people find is you go home and you Google something or you ask your Alexa and you have everything that you need. Try that at work sometime, right? Try to get your hands on the data that you need to solve those problems. And so what we're really trying to do is to blend this, this, uh, these two different practices that we're trying to put together. Number one is how do you make people that have data able to tell everybody, tell everybody in the world that they have this data, describe what they have, offer it up to other people, and then how do you make sure that people who are looking for that data can find it and put it to use really quickly? And that's really the secret to everything else. In some respects, it's like building an eBay. You know, people that have the things can make it available and describe it for people that need it so that people can go and put it to use for their own good. So you've talked about a paradigm shift from passive BI to active BI. And what exactly does that shift imply? So a lot of times, uh, if we kind of look at the history of business intelligence, you have this idea of a dashboard and something repeatable. And let's say, you know, today it's January and I want to have a report that's running once a month, once a day. And this idea that, you know, you can come in and, and you can look at this chart and it will tell you something. That's very old fashioned. What we're looking to develop here is a way that the data speaks to you and directs your activities. So if you think about your personal um, life, when you buy something on Amazon, you know that the next thing that's going to happen is, People who bought this also bought that. That's action. That's action-oriented in the moment. Yeah. And effectively, that's what we envision all BI becoming, that there's a, there's a condition that is reached that you want to alert people to, that you want to have people cause to take action. That's actually really sophisticated because you really want to start to have first an understanding of what the data means. 
Secondly, an understanding of the analytics. And then third, the action that goes on top of that. So we think the dashboard is dying. You know, and in fact, it needs to be replaced by how you and I interact with everything on a daily basis. You ask your Alexa for what the weather is going to be. You get recommendations for what's going to happen next on Netflix and Amazon. And we envision a world in which we are, we are, our business, um, our business actions are driven by these recommendations that are right there in the data if we only could tap into them and understand what to do. So do you think this plays into your theme of active intelligence? It does. So at the end of the day, what we're looking to do is to say, you know, how does one actually go about making decisions? We want to make sure that you have almost like a recommendation engine about what, what actions are available for you to take based on certain conditions that are met. So if you think about it being a business person that works in, let's say, manufacturing, wouldn't it be great to know that there's stock short uh, stock supplies that are running out with an action that drives you to go procure more goods? Or if you have customers that are starting to hit a certain condition in a website that you really should start to take a look at because they're starting to, to drive off and not continue the process. We're looking for ways to be able to have the data speak to us, go find these conditions and then enable us to react to them. And the development process for that has historically been really hard and really slow. And what we're looking to do is, is to drive technology and processes that really accelerate that time from, I have the data, to I find something out, to I do something about it. Because to be very clear, to know something is worthless if you don't do anything about it. And that's the last step that we're really trying to close off on. So how would you say this active intelligence that you explain really play into digital transformation? Well, so at the end of the day, um, you know, digital transformation has to do with everything being at your fingertips within the context of some application interaction. So our daily lives, you, you have an app, you have a phone in your hand, you have an app that you're looking at, you're in front of a computer screen, some screen is always in front of you telling you what to do. And so instead of Facebook telling you what to do, uh, we would like to have our own insights telling us what to do. And, and really transformation is really about making sure that the technology platform that that's on is robust and scalable, and that you can actually deploy things to that framework really quickly. We call that data ops. So the idea of really trying to take a lot of the principles of DevOps and start to apply them to the world of data. How do you get to know something, deploy it, learn from it, and then react and respond and get through that process really quickly? You should be able to do that in, in hours and days, not weeks and months. And so we think that that's fundamentally anchored around a platform that enables that to happen with the processes that you put in place to make sure that you can get through from data to insights to value very quickly. So how would you say that augmented analytics really play into this notion? Yeah, so one of the things that we believe is that um, we've grown up in this world where we believe that the AIs are going to take over the universe, right? We believe that the Terminator is right around the corner. And at the end of the day, where you've really seen success is where the AI assists a person in making a decision help direct me to something that's going to going to make a difference. And of course, there are kind of completely independent AIs that do algorithmic trading and things. But if you think about it, a customer service rep would love to have a recommendation of what to do with the person on the phone based on the tone of their voice, based on the overall investments. And all these decisions are really augmented. So that's our belief. Our belief is that if you can have a system that helps you get to the decision faster, by giving you a few breadcrumbs to get there, that's gonna get you there in a way to take action. So effectively, the history of the world has always been around three steps. Give me data, help me figure out something interesting in that data, help me take action on that data. And we think that the winners and losers of this game in the 21st century will be the people who do all three of those things the fastest. 
And augmented intelligence is a way to just get you there faster. If I can find the data that you need faster, if I can help you translate what that means faster, and if I can deploy that into a digital context to get you insights faster, you will win. And that's the idea of how augmented intelligence will really play into the uh, the digital empowerment of our, of our corporate customers. Mm-hmm. I, I really think all these advancements sound really great. And I'm curious, what are the associated benefits that businesses really are seeing as a result? Um, it's really interesting because they tend to be, some of these benefits are really uh, of a time. You know, one of the things that really shaped us all in 2020 was the COVID uh, breakout. And we just saw a massive influx of questions like, where are our employees? Are they safe? What is going to be our work from home policy as a result of that? And so we actually saw a lot of healthcare professionals as well as non-healthcare professionals, just trying to figure out how is COVID going to in, impact me? And that's going to continue in 2021 in an economic context. So we all want to know when does normal happen again? When do our customers come back in the same kind of way? And our customers are using Click for the macroeconomic assessment of what's happening out there in the marketplace. So there are some things that are just kind of continuous use cases, uh, understanding uh, how to how to understand employees, how to understand customers, how to understand economic behaviors. There are others that are really industry specific. So we have a lot of healthcare customers that are really using this for hospital operations. Uh, what is the what is the kind of forecast for for beds being filled? And again, tying back to COVID-19, how many of those are ICU beds? And what can we do to then do some forecasting around beds, around staffing, et cetera? Manufacturing companies use us for supply chain planning, understanding inventory levels, understanding where the where the, the goods are with respect to their supply chain. And financial services companies are using us for understanding things from a regulatory perspective. So uh, credit balances and reserves uh, in, in compliance with some Basel initiatives or even some things around customer 360 benefits. I think we all want to know customer 360. We want to know what do our customers have, what's happening with them. And that's one of the more overarching use cases that our customers are benefiting from Click. Absolutely. And I just have one final question for you. And what are some of the steps that you would recommend for making active intelligence come alive in an organization? So let's start off with the idea of, it's really important to know what questions are worth answering. You know, the first thing that I did was to line up some business users to create some big cross-functional things around where Click was as a company. And I think that that is something that gets often overlooked. An alignment with the business, a tight alignment with the business to solve the biggest, hairiest problems that are out there. Because if you solve some things that sound like science experiments, you've already lost. The second thing that we need to start to think about is what what are the context of the business processes that will change the outcome? How will we actually get in front of the customer to change them in the act of deciding? And so this idea of of not only envisioning what you want to know, but what would you do about it? And then third, how do we start to establish these really important data pipelines to make that happen? And we certainly hope that 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 click is part of that solution. How do we find the data? How do, we, how do we make sense of the data? And how do we go find insights that we can drive to create real value as part of that? So I think business alignment, use case identification, incorporation into a, pro, into a process, and really thinking through a platform that will scale, that will allow you to answer really complex questions at broad scale uh, for acro- across different business units, across different problems that you'll invariably get to. I could spend all day talking about Click's technological differentiators with respect to scalability or the associative engine or different things like that. But at the end of the day, 
As you can tell from this conversation, what we're singularly focused on is getting executives as part of a community to solve the world's hardest problems. So I'd like to encourage people listening to this to come to the Executive Insight Center. You'll see a link here in the description below, and uh, you'll really start to get a sense of how the community of CDOs, CIOs is solving very complex analytical problems at speed, and we encourage you to join the chatter. Great. Well, Joe, it was wonderful chatting with you, and thank you for talking to us more about Click. And we are so excited to have you at future events, and we're looking forward to a great year. Thanks, Katie. So good to be with you. Don't forget to subscribe to Millennium Live, a Digital Diary podcast. All episodes are available on Digital Diary by going to mel-all.com.